What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. Picture it. Can I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. The power is yours. Thunder. Thunder. sound oh don't mind me i'm just putting on expired jessica simpson lotion from 2008 oh i only do that at the movies who goes to the movies anymore i am actually getting ready to put on a video myself really what nosy much a scary movie do you like scary movies well that's why i'm watching it what's your favorite feruza bulk movie ryan how do you know my name? <sighs> Return to Oz. Oh, well that's easy to say, isn't it? Can you pronounce her name yet? Listen, I'm working on it. Clearly I can't speak the English language. What about the Craft Legacy? What about it? Well, you didn't seem to enjoy the sequel too much. And she ended up at the end. Why haven't you did one of her films yet? That's just because I'm learning to say her name right before we tackle any films on the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. The Craft, Worst Witch, Waterboy, There's No Fish Food in Heaven. I've never even heard of that movie. Did you get my letter? That was you a few weeks ago? The note? You know what I did last summer? Uh-huh. Wanna know if you live to see another? Make sure she's on the list soon. 
Oh boy, now am I gonna have time to do this now? I gotta watch Scream. So welcome to this week's Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hunter, and I have a very special retro for me guest all the way from MySpace days, my friend, John. MySpace. MySpace. Wow. That's, that's, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Do you hear crickets? Do people know what MySpace is anymore? God, I hope they forgot about it. I hope those that were on it remember, but those that don't know it don't know it because it was it was a thing i mean it was cool before facebook and all that and we got to choose our songs you remember that was like a huge thing you had to get the right song and who the top eight were who were your best friends that day (laughs) yeah you could really make or break a friendship with that top eight That's why it's dangerous. Leave Tom in the number one spot. Oh, yeah. You always left Tom up there. I don't know why, but you did. I feel like you were in my top eight. I I probably had you at my top eight at some point as well. So I should mention, actually, what brings John here. John is a podcaster. Not only does he have one show, he has two. I do. Your two podcasts are Movie Deja Vu and Life is But a Song. Please tell us a little bit about them, John. So Movie Deja Vu, it's myself and my co-host, Shady. We compare similar movies by creating a verbal Venn diagram. And then... You know, throughout the episode, we we like to throw in some facts that we call special features. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we do it very much like movies and things like that. So we're big nerds about movies, and then we we like to challenge ourselves to see if the movies are the same or if they are not. And there are some episodes where like it's not a hundred percent the same, but we we give them like a soft yes, you know. <laughs> And then my other one, Life's But a Song, is just me with a revolving door of guests. You are in a future episode, I should say. I should plug that right now. Yay! I'm future people. <laughs> Where I bring in, you know, actors, fellow podcasters, anyone that, you know, friends that I have, you know, that wanted, that just have a musical movie TV episode or musical series that they want to talk about and we just chat about it for for like an hour and it's pretty pretty interesting because the wide variety of topics that we get and subgenres besides musicals is a lot the gamut we've got big name ones like cats and funny girl to ones that I've never heard of which is further down the pipeline uh, called the slipper and the rose I've never heard of that movie. I like that title, though. Yeah, it's a Cinderella-like story, so... It's a story of Cinderella, I should say. It's pretty fascinating to, you know, watch these, and then I have my guests pick, and people can guess which one you picked. Don't say it. We'll have them guess it. Um, And it's... It's just, you know, fun. And it's great to have a conversation with a person I haven't talked to in, like, forever. That's one of the things, I feel like, really, that a joy of podcasting. Getting to talk to people it's an old-fashioned conversation yes we're doing it over the internet a lot of times right speaking of retro treats one of john's earlier episodes was the gem and the holograms movie versus 
Josie and the Pussycats. Which, by the way, doing that episode too, it was such a treat because I forgot how much I loved the Josie and the Pussycats movie. It's it really was, a good movie. It's a it's banger. A- but yeah, that that's the thing too with with a lot, with both of these podcasts. I get to revisit these movies that I haven't seen in a while. Some of them don't age well, and some of, and some of them didn't age well even at the time. Yes, and then some of them. <laughs> hold up like that one like Josie and that does not get a lot of credit at all you never hear anyone speaking of Josie and the Pussycats the movie or the cartoon no and then we Shady and I tried to fix the Gem and the Holograms movie as best as we could I I feel like you I I heard your episode you tried to fix it too I wasn't the Gem fan my sister was I only knew about Gem because of her and then I saw I actually saw that movie in theaters and I think you were what what were you one of the five that actually did see it yes I was I was one of the five he had to have been he had to have been because it was the quickest it was in there for two weeks yeah yeah I saw it and while I was watching it, I was just like, why did we do it this way? Why didn't you, you know, do this as like 10 minutes of the movie? And then the rest of it can be Kesha. Kesha would have saved that movie, that whole last scene brought up. So even someone like you, who might not be a huge gem fan, could have even seen on the surface what should have happened. It's crazy what, how these license, these titles get out and they make what they Yeah, there's make. a there's a few fun facts about that one that I that I mention in our special features portion of, of the show that I don't want to say now because I want people to listen to it. I know that people enjoyed the gem episode on the retro podcast. Ooh. If you want another take on this amazing yeah, movie. Yeah, guys, please don't judge me too hard. We were still figuring out what podcasting was at that time. It was episode two. So, oh my god, our episode 2 was gem as well. Wow. Yeah, so if you guys don't don't judge me. I know I sound differently. We were we were figuring things out. But I actually have retro news. I don't know if you want to please cue that retro news music that I haven't gotten to use in months. For those of you who don't know, they are rebooting the Scream franchise, where they brought back the original trio. I mean, we're talking about Scream, so may as well talk about Scream 5, but really, they're just... I'm on IMDb right now, and it's just called Scream, so... Mm, they're doing that, like Halloween. Yeah. So they brought back uh, Neff Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette, as well as Marley Shelton from Scream 4, so... Uh, have you seen the commercial for the new Punky Brewster? Thank you for mentioning this. Yes, I have. And holy shit. I was I I wasn't <laughs> I didn't watch Punky Brewster, but I was just like, why? Why? I mean, I feel like Peacock is going through all of their old shows and they're like, let's reboot it. <clears throat> Charmed, but better. Well, I mean, they've done that one already. So like say by the bell, now Punky Brewster. I wonder what's next, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa explains oh, it all to her grandchildren. God. That'll be that'll be interesting. You know when you're getting older because our shows when we were a kid are getting the reboot slash continuation and it's scary. <laughs> so okay, this is Scream. This is 1996. Uh-huh. This movie is known for reviving the dying horror franchises, supposedly. 
Do you think, though, that horror was dying in the 90s? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I watch other movies besides what I'm supposed to for my podcasts. And watching horror movies from the 90s, that's when they got into more of the religious kinds. Flatliners is the one that's coming to mind right now. And there's a few others that I can't I can't think of, but I just remember. I just know that they veer off onto, like, Christianity as the basis. Right, a lot of... Pa- it was ghosts. It was ghosts. It was, like, the others. Supernatural more in that sense I feel like right like a more like a veil between the living and the dead and demons right. or something Nine, I want to say 93 was Jason Goes to Hell like 94 was Wes Craven's New Nightmare so you still had the wow. slasher franchise God. they weren't as big as they were in the 80s because you know in the 80s that's all they had so then with Scream I feel like they not revived the horror genre genre they may have i feel like they revived the slasher genre i think you're right that's a better term for them to describe that as the slasher genre so in west craven's new nightmare he created a newer term which was the meta horror movie and then in scream they solidified it by making it a parody while making it a horror movie which which is awesome because now you have like cabin in the woods and the final girls and all these other movies that have come out in the last 10 20 years that are you know also making fun of the horror slash slasher genres and so that's all thanks to scream and kevin williamson of all people who was inspired by a friday the 13th movie to write this by the way you could totally tell that he loves these types of movies like he his homage especially with even with halloween when he plays halloween later on in the movie yeah and you hear the music from halloween i think that's also just part of the meta-ness of it because it's the actor jamie kennedy talking to the actress jamie lee curtis saying watch out behind you jamie watch out and behind him is the ghost face killer i love that scene i love that scene especially because it's jamie kennedy yes so meta. Drew Barrymore was actually offered the role of Sidney Prescott. She was just like, mm, I think I want to play this Casey character. And so they have they have her play that, which is fascinating because then you have them also paying homage to Psycho. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to say Janet Lee, right? Janet the star. Lee Psycho, yeah. She dies in the early, and she's on the poster, yeah. like just like Janet Lee and Psycho as the main star. And if you look at the original posters for Scream, Drew Barrymore is like up front, biggest person and everything. And Nev Campbell is yes. like all the way in the back. David Arquette, he was cast going against what they originally wanted. They originally wanted the suave man to play Dewey and then they made him a they made him a goofball and it was great. Were you shocked? Because I mean I know I was going to see this for the first time. We're going into this like John said, the poster is Drew Barrymore, the original posters. When she gets killed, were you shocked or did you know at that point it's so early, of course, something Okay, so I've seen this movie conservatively 3,000 times. Oh, so yeah. Grease too. So for me. I <laughs> don't remember the first time. I could tell you, though, I was eight when it first came out, so I was not seeing it in theaters. Oh. 
Uh, I think I had to wait a couple of years, and I remember going to Blockbuster with my family to rent it numerous times, and I believe even my sister introduced it to me. So thank you, sister. You know what you're in for, though. Like, you know you're in a horror... We're going to see a horror movie, so obviously people are gonna die. I didn't expect it to be, I guess, a game. Come on, it'll be fun. It's an easy category. Movie trivia. I'll even give you a warm-up question. Don't do this, I can't. Name the killer in Halloween. No. Come on, it's your favorite scary movie, remember? He had a white mask, he stalked the babysitters. No. Come on, yes you no. do. Please. What's his name? I can't. Think. Steve's counting on you. Michael. Michael. Yes! Very good. Now for the real question. No! Yeah, and she died not knowing Pamela Voorhees is the original Friday the 13th killer. What a... But that is a trick question because he was asking him about franchises. But it's a trick, but not a trick. Yeah, that's when you have to be like, clarification, please. <laughs> You've got Sydney Prescott. Her mom died brutally. And she blames Cotton yeah. Weary, played by Leah Schreiber, who... I've got you on names, by the way. I know you can't say Feruza Ball, so I've got you. I also Ooh. had your one per, so you don't have to say her name ever again this episode. The service, see? <laughs> the service he's doing. I mean, this movie is completely filled with Hollywood people. Yeah. We get cameos, split-second yeah. cameos with Linda Blair, Wes Craven. Yeah, so Linda Blair plays but, a fellow reporter. Wes Craven plays a janitor wearing a Freddy Krueger sweater. All hunched over. Met- he, looks, he looks perfect as this and, janitor. And then Henry Winkler most notably plays the principal. And they actually added his death in because there was a long time in the movie where there was no death, no body count. The body count was stagnant. So they added him in. There wasn't a reasoning. There are theory, fan theories and potential like truth behind them as to why they, the people were murdered. Casey, uh, Drew Barrymore, her character apparently dated Matthew Lillard's character and broke up with him oh. to start going after Steve Orth. But then, you know, they kill famously Tatum, played by Rose McGowan. What movie is this from? I spit on your garage. Lose the outfit. If Sydney sees it, she'll flip. Oh, you want to play psycho killer? Can I be the helpless victim? Okay, let's see. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. In the My doggy girl. door, where I think they had to like give her a breastplate to make it so that she couldn't fit in there. Boobs were pretty prominent throughout the movie, but like that in that one, they make it like jumbo sized. Yeah, that that sweater. I'm picturing her with her yellow sweater right now with her giant breasts. Yeah, and she's kicking. I feel like she 
potentially could have gotten out. <sighs> Every time I see it, I'm like, come on, just squeeze, squeeze a yeah, little like, harder. you know, move a hand to move your, your, it's all fat and flesh. You could move it around. Especially if you're like about to die and you're like that adrenaline. Ooh. I do want to add that Rose being a huge original Charmed fan, her character Tatum drives a red Volkswagen bug. In Charmed, her character Paige drives a green one. Oh. I don't know if that's like a little homage because they're also at one point they pass Prescott Street, which is where the Charmed Witches also live. And then, and then what does she say later about a beer fairy? Oh no, a beer, beer wench. witch. Beer wench. So, like, wench. wench. Okay, not witch. Okay, because I'm like, this. look at the connection. Then <laughs> you have Skeet Ulrich and Nev Campbell reuniting from the craft in this movie. Um, who I call, do you want to know what I call this actor? Skeet Ulrich? Ulrich? I don't know if it, which one's his last name. Which one, what do you call him? For years. Street Urchin. <sighs> I mean, I know that's not Ryan. His, you know, his name, but like, when I say this, him and Nev Campbell, I'll say Street Urchin. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, that one is not insane. No. No. I mean, I can understand the, uh, the, the one, the one that I did already. Because she's got, you know, random letters here and there, and then Balk is a weird last name, but Ryan, it's clearly a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't it's know. clearly Skeet. And then you have, rounding out the cast, Roger Jackson as the voice. Roger Jackson's performance, though, when you rewatch it, do you feel like he's playing each person differently? Ooh! Like, do you hear him doing a stew voice versus a that Billy voice? That is really interesting. I would say the only one I noticed, and actually, when I rewatched them again, I'm going to look for that now, but the only one I know at the end is when Sydney's doing it. It's like going in and out of her voice. That's the only well, time yeah, I noticed Well, yeah, they show you like the cartridge or whatever it was that um, you can change your voice, which I always... I want the one from Scream 3, personally. Yes! That is... Yes. Yes, And then yes. you have the one in Scream 4, which is a nap. Which is... It's funny. It's I wonder smart. what they're going to do for 5. Like, how they're going to do it. With this movie, I've, I feel like there are certain points where you can hear Roger Jackson doing... Like, playing with his voice. I mean, famously, he never he never met the cast. They, Ooh, like they kept that. him separate. Like so this that. way, when he was on the line with them, obviously they could build tension and all that. And then he did an... In, I know he did an interview once where he was talking about how in Scream 2, like, in between rolling, you know, when they're rolling on set, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar was just so perky and was like, what's up? How's it going? What's going on? Specifically, when Billy gets arrested for having a cell phone, which, by the way... Oh my god, isn't that funny, that line now in 2021? What are you doing with a cell cellular phone? Cellular telephone, friend, that's what it's called. <laughs> but that was in, that was important, because they... they uh, I feel like Scream also brought us to technology with the horror franchise. They brought us to another level, where you have the cell phone, and then you have Nev Campbell reach the cops via a website? Oh my god. And it happened so fast. I swear I looked at that scene and I was like, okay, this is dial-up. Would that have gone through that quickly even at that point? 
<laughs> it was like this. It was like instant, like an yeah, instant. I have no idea what was going on. I actually sometimes get confused with Scary Movie, the parody one from the Wayne's <laughs> Brothers, where yes. they they message the message on there is white woman in trouble, and the cops show up. <laughs> Obviously, that's not what she says in Scream. Wasn't it, though? Wasn't it? <laughs> what, uh, teenager in trouble. Help. <laughs> this movie has one of my favorite lines because it's when she's when Neff Campbell's on the phone with the voice, the ghost face killer voice, and she thinks it's Randy and she's and she's dissecting horror movies with the voice and everything. Yes. And she's like, they're all the same. You have big breasted women who can act running up the stairs instead of out the front door. And then she does exactly that. <laughs> Randy, you gave yourself away. Are you calling from work? Cause Tatum's on her way over. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? I like that thing you're doing with your voice, Randy. It's sexy. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Are you alone in the house? Randy, that's so unoriginal. I'm disappointed in you. Maybe that's because I'm not Randy. Because having just rewatched, I know what you did last summer. I love the little spots that, like, Sydney, and in that case, it was Julie, Jennifer Love. They find, like, the smallest spots to crawl through, get out of. I want to be a final girl. I want to find these spots. <laughs> her door, like, earlier when she knew that her door sticks. And she uses that as, like, a, a way to, like, kind of stop him for a second. And then at Stu's house, when she's when she jumps off the attic and lands on the boat and Ooh. is okay. Ooh. Yeah, that one hurts. But to be a final girl, this movie also broke what that means. Because... With the, with the whole sex, right? Yeah. I mean, even back, back, back to Friday the 13th, the first one, the final girl of that, I mean, she's, she's drinking and smoking weed weed and she talks about having an affair with an older man so i would be flaunting it too well, <laughs> no, it's with the the camp count camp director yeah yeah they have an affair. yes so yes yeah. obviously the rule was meant to be broken and always has been broken but it's interesting that they i feel like this movie was the one that were just like hey remember all those rules from the 80s yeah we're now we're gonna break them and we're going to present you with those rules as well but then also also maybe add new ones well yeah and then the 90s definitely called for it especially the late 90s like this we were in a new generation we were we had no idea what was in store for us i i know we're talking about scream but i would like to theorize about scream 5 if you don't mind i wonder what the rules are going to be and how they're going to be presented i feel like they're going to mention that too somehow they're going to totally play into the fact that this is a sequel reboot or a reboot again because they're so tongue-in-cheek i would be disappointed if they did come up with some kind of fun tongue-in-cheek way to yeah, play in, that. Um, Scream, I wonder what the story is going to be because obviously she's still famous. Uh, she's still alive in this world. And the interesting thing about Sydney Prescott is that in all the movies, though she's famous, she never wanted to be a final girl. Like, she never asked for any of this. 
And she's, besides uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character in Halloween, she's the only final girl that's, like, lasted for so long. I'm worried that the more these characters come on, yes, we heard that they all three, the main stars, signed on. But the more and more that these characters come back, it's one movie closer to how are we going to believe that they survived right. five movies? I mean, now, and I don't want them to die. That's the other thing. I don't want them well, to so die. Also, Dewey was supposed to die in the first movie, but because after test screenings, they kept him because the audience right, loved right. him. And then now with their relationship both on and off screen being as tumultuous as it is, who knows what's going to happen between him and Courtney Cox, Gail Weathers. I feel like with this one, one of them has to die. And it's unfortunate. That's what I'm thinking. to say yeah. that. I just don't know who is going to be. Gail, I think. Do you think they would go crazy, crazy, and, like, Nev is like, this is the last time I'm doing it, and, like, kill her? I would hope not. I don't think so, because then they can do one more, and then that'll be the end for her storyline. If Sydney Prescott had a child, that child would be 11 by the time the movie came out, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's usually a way to, like, keep things going with horror movies. You know, they focus focus now on a different person we just saw that with laurie strode's granddaughter yes. now so unless she had a daughter while she was on the book tour that nobody that they forgot to write about Ooh. but would you be upset if they just pulled that out of nowhere like unless she wanted to keep it hush hush because of what her history was i don't know how i'd feel about it unless they did it right or it's an adoptive daughter Ooh, you're thinking you are thinking thinking unless they're gonna pass the torch to somebody new and kill Nev campbell that better be epic man that better be something and then who is this ghost killer gonna be it's always great to find out why they're doing you know like besides a copycat they're always they're always related somehow to sydney would you say that this franchise is one of the best in horror history? That's a loaded one, loaded question. I would say it's my favorite franchise. And that's all that matters, right? I mean, at least. Black Christmas was the first movie to like to be a slasher film. Halloween was the first one to make it popular. And then Friday the 13th was the first slasher to show that you can do it on a little yes. budget. And then Nightmare on Elm Street was the one that built a production company, basically. Gave the horror sub, the slasher subgenre a way to like experiment because now you're killing people in dreams. So, like, obviously it's full blown. Yes. And then Jason came back from the dead a million times. He went to space. Right. And then same with Michael Myers and blah, 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 blah. Like, Michael Myers came back before Jason was even a thing. Mm, mm, yeah. Because, you know, he get at the end of the at the end of Halloween he gets the hanger in his eye and then pushed out of a window and then disappears. Yeah, with that amazing sound effects, the sound score of Halloween. And is still alive to this day. Um, yes, he is! <laughs> but then with Scream, created a new language for the slasher subgenre. It shows you that you don't have to use one person. You can use one costume. Mm. That's at every five and yep. dime. Thanks. Right. Yep. Good callback. I feel like it's up there. I don't know which one is like 
the greatest because each of them have their own thing and each of them have their hits and each have their misses so it's like can't really like pick the best one but you would say at least that you this franchise is one of your i love scream yes scream was the one that i would rent multiple times from blockbuster see and i'm calling back for oh yes episode episode. no idea episode something nine i was upset while listening to it because when i was a kid i wanted to work at blockbuster and they never hired me so i got that you just you just like opened up a wound that was so But old. look at this, we're both wearing blue. So we're technically we are blockbuster now. Cause look, they're not around. I've also got a ton of DVDs that I don't really watch anymore because of streaming services. Hilarious. So there we go. That is we got your own blockbuster chain at your house. And your Blockbuster episode was episode nine, oh, by the way. Thank you for looking. Episode You're nine. Welcome. Did you hear that, everybody? <laughs> episode nine. Speaking of which, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention the the printers that were there for like Pokemon Snap and all those you other games. They were there. You would go with your little cartridge and print and print it out. Uh, and you would see a black, supposedly a picture on that that paper they, they printed it yeah, out look, they look i just remember like, the i remember it looking terrible for some reason oh of course yeah because it's all pixelated but for us it was it gold was... thank you john so much how can the people find you so my podcasts are available everywhere i think uh movie deja vu is available everywhere as of this recording i have not released life's but a song so i'll figure that one out but i'm on oh god there's so many socials that i can do you know what i'll just do instagram for everything my personal instagram is at the nitpire because i also yes he does for years um, for movie deja vu we're at movie deja vu pod on instagram and then for life's but a song i'm on instagram at, at but a song pod look out for us <laughs> and you can reach the radical retro rewind podcast on instagram radical retro podcast all one word thank you again john <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.